God damn. Cough so hard I tooted. <laughs> Please leave that in. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me as always... Gator. Gator's in a little bit of a funk right now because Ted. he thinks that we're about to experience the end of the world, but I choose it's to just... It's the end of the world as we know it. I choose to just... Do the fast talk part. No, 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 Anyway, I just choose to think it's St. Patrick's Day, and we should celebrate. I had corned beef and cabbage. We, and that explains the body odor. <laughs> so, Well, I had that before the corned beef and cabbage. There's some truth to that, too. But anyway, we are going to be smoking the Alec Bradley Filthy Hooligan. You know, this is the bright spot in a otherwise... Horrible end-of-the-world scenario that we're living out. It's the Filthy Hooligan. This is the Toro. It has a Honduran and Nicaraguan wrapper. And the wrapper color is mixed because it's a barber pole. And the binder is Ecuador Sumatra. And the filler is Honduran and Panamanian. It's from the black market. Anyway, so yes, we have the Filthy Hooligan. Now, for generations later that find this, this is probably what sparks Ephraim Zimblis. Isn't that his name that creates the warp core? This is no. where it starts. It was Zephram Cochran. Zephram Cochran, thank you. Anyway. Look at you with the Star Trek. Right. I'm impressed. So, anyway. Who is Zephram Cochran? Who is. You're making stuff up. <laughs> so, anyway. Yes. Think, things have evolved significantly. Ephraim Zimblis Jr. Who was that? I don't That's know. That's a person. We're, things have evolved significantly since our last podcast. They have. Every, the world has crashed down now, around us. I'll be honest. I still think that this is a lot of overblown hype, but at the same time, I'm respecting the fact that some people don't. But anyway. it Here's the problem. We're treating this like it's the goddamn zombie apocalypse, and there are no zombies. Well, there's two ends of the spectrum. There's people like me that just aren't believing any of this, and then there's people like you that are prepping for everything. But I've been prepping for everything for a long time. That's true. The Johnny-come-latelys. Yeah, you you are a Johnny-come-lately. <laughs> I have prepped. What 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 is the extent of your prep? How much food do you have on hand? I gotta go to the grocery store tonight. You're fucked. <laughs> You're so fucked. <laughs> Dude, have you seen the pictures from Walmart and Sam's Club and the local grocery stores. Yeah, Everything I, I, is gone. Ironically, a lot of the organic food and whatnot is still available. It's all the processed and prepackaged stuff. Well, yeah, because like everybody that. thinks they're going to need it long term. That's what I'm saying. I, I, Nobody's I, buying a nice head of lettuce. I mean, I can I can live. That'll expire when the power gets turned Dude, off. I'm very fat and I can live off my body supplies for a while. What is it? How long can you go without food? Is it 14 days? You can't go without water very long. You need to get a little bleach or iodine on hand so you can... My fat reserves can help me with the food problem. (laughs) I'll just waste away for a while. It'll be all right. We'll get that Nick and Gator boot camp challenge started. The the whole fashion concentration camp kind of way. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, on that happy note, it's now time to go ahead and cut our cigar. And the cut... complaint letters to Nick at... And the, the, cigar pulp the, cut is, the cut is brought to you by the Riverman Cigar Company. Yay, Dan. And the Riverman Cigar Company is located in Crestwood, Missouri, and they offer a large variety of both traditional and boutique blends. 
The Riverman Cigar Company also has late hours because sometimes you can't get out of the house until later and you just want a place you can count on staying open late. Nick knows about those late hours because he was there last night. Utilized them just last <laughs> night. So stop on by and give them a try. And we want to point out that this Thursday, March 19th, between 6 p.m. and 10 p.m., Riverman will have LaFleur Dominicana's regional sales manager, Jared Saunders, in the house for an event offering a large selection of up to 25 of LFD's favorite cigars to choose from so should be fun if you are in the st louis area and on that's Thursday, shitless to go out in public you should go by there and have some lfd cigars i plan to be there i do too yep there you go because i can't stop my life no although although the state of illinois is doing everything they they're can trying to stop to our lives me, so anyway they, well, to bring people up to speed let's just get the cigars going and then you can start to I rail bring about people this up to speed in a minute okay go so ahead now it is you know time what? to go ahead and cut the cigar <laughs> and dan by the way thank you so much for the riverman sponsoring the cut it's very nice Lord, of you he just Desperately, wants I already to took talk the cellophane off mine. Did you notice that? I did, and that was very polite of it you. It took forever because it was really packed in there. Now these I'm, are good and aged. We've had these for a year. We did. We bought these last year for St. Patrick's Day, and for whatever reason, did not smoke them. And so I've been hanging on to them for a year for this St. Patrick's. I'm going to V cut as well. Yeah, I'm saying I'm using the V cutter. That I tell you what, this V cutter is just sweet. I'm not going to lie, been, dude. I'm I'm a little jealous of your V cut. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, we're going to have to probably, or I'm going to have to God, probably, going to have to probably take the band off. Of oh, to smoke cigar, it, it's so, smoke it's so it, low. Because the band is very low on the, uh, on the cigar to where it, it is, I'm going to be slobbing all over it if I don't, yeah. so. But anyway, so, so we're going to... So now can I bring people up to speed? While I'm lighting, you can go ahead and talk Thank about God. whatever okay. the hell is stupid So the state of Illinois has gone into crisis panic mode. Never let a good crisis go to waste. So the state of Illinois, in its infinite wisdom, on Friday announced that as of Tuesday, um, as of St. Patrick's Day, yeah. they're closing the schools. Yep. And all schools in the state of Illinois are closed for two weeks. In addition to that, they just announced on Sunday that we're going to close all bars and restaurants to anything besides carry-out, take-out, or uh, drive through Which means Jeff and I will not be recording at Top Shooters during that period of time. No, because they're going to be closed. And all the people that work here, all the people that work at all these restaurants, I mean, everyone's job's in jeopardy. This, this is going to collapse the economy. It will. And Illinois was tenuous anyway because we just had this giant increase in our minimum wage go through which was being a burden enough to southern illinois businesses and uh now we got this now we got this yeah so, so in thanks, addition governor Pritzker. yeah <laughs> in addition we have a situation where the state of illinois just closed every state park the illinois department of natural resources has essentially closed down all the hunting and fishing and I don't understand how they're going to police that. How are they going to keep a guy from going out to a lake and fishing? Because that may be the only way we're getting food here in a week or two. It's true. And I'm telling you right now, this thing is a nightmare scenario that's coming. And I'm genuinely concerned about it. Now, I say that. I've been prepping for this for the last 15 years. I've got ammo. I've got food stockpiles. You know, I've got emergency food. I can plant you know, I, there's a reason that I've done my organic you gardening. Know, it was for this. You know, maybe you should talk about the cigar for a moment. Oh, my God. See, <laughs> I haven't lit mine yet. Why don't you cold retro, 
calm uh, your nerves. Nick's Nick's triggered. Nick's triggered. Here. No. Instead of Why being my band off. Instead of being doomsday scenario, I choose to think that you and I are bringing a ray of entertaining happiness <laughs> into the lives of the people listening to this. I'm trying right to now. keep it real, brother. And I prefer to just stick with that, quite frankly. I just want to keep it real. I know you do. And, you know, perhaps in the Ask well, the Boys segment, there maybe there. is a, se- a question regarding how we're surviving the end of the world. And so maybe you ought to just, like, hold the hell off. <laughs> <laughs> and the bishop is triggered. I'd like to hear from Barnaby Rothschilds to see what he thinks about all this. <laughs> Pastor Barnaby needs to weigh in. Pastor Barnaby might be <laughs> thinking about how this relates to the end of the world and what times. And the important thing that we have to note is... Is your humidor full? <laughs> and and properly wash humidified. Your, wash your dirty hands of sin and keep that humidor full. A to the men. Amen. You know, okay, sisters. Amen. One more, one more little just, <laughs> one more little just rant on my part. And it, it, I, we're not even doing the harshness today, but I'm still going at it. You're just all sorts of harsh. At, at the at top shooters, the definitely, bar that we record at here in Columbia, definitely Illinois. harsh in my mellow. But anyway. They're out of soap at one of the dispensers in the bathroom. I and I told them about it. You did, but I don't think this place changes the soap more than <laughs> once a year. And they've they've already told me that they've already had to change it like last week, and now it's out again. So people are finally washing their hands. It's Maybe good. that's a good thing. Because why and weren't so you filthy animals washing your hands before this and so maybe Tell now me that. next week we can start concentrating on colors and shapes <laughs> but now that we've done that what are you getting on your damn cigar <laughs> it is taking out all the air from the room let's be cigar. honest cigar okay fine <laughs> hmm. a little fruity note <coughs> on oh the God. on the on the cold draw let me try the cold retro yeah fruity notes I didn't do a cold draw, so, you know, I wouldn't know. <laughs> you were just so triggered by me like, talking. I was just, just like, lit up. I just want to light up now. <laughs> so, anyway. So, Nick, other than the world ending, what's going on? Well, like I said, we need to get past the idea of the world ending and start thinking do about we? some other fun things. I'm all in for fun. Fun. So, I recently sat down with, oh, my God. How much are you going to light that thing? <laughs> Not my butane. God. Think about that. What if you can't get butane? Oh, my God. That's that's when it hits you. That's when it all comes crashing down. I just retrohaled. I heard and saw that. I'll be honest. I'm having trouble getting flavor notes off this guy. Hold on. Let me retro. It might be because it's freezing ass cold. I'm in shorts. <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> but... um. I am kind of getting some trouble getting flavor notes off of it. Whoa, it's spicy on the retro. Yeah, it, it, yeah. yeah. That was, there is some spice on the retro. That I'll was an orgiastic that. feast for the senses. <laughs> 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 now, Alec Bradley does make another St. Patrick's Day themed cigar called the Shamrock. That I've one, seen that. I haven't that one ever actually, smoked it. It's a triple barber pole. So it'll have, I believe, the same two that this one does, but then it also adds the Candela as well. A note. It tastes good. Something I to like note. it. Smoking no, well. It's not a bad cigar. The burn is really good. I've got a nice clean burn line. I sometimes run Smoking into well. the barber poles where they'll they'll start unraveling because of the novelty of the you know mm-hmm. the way that it's rolled and uh, barber pulled. But I'm not running into that yet here. That's good. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. 
Maybe our last one. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, anyway. Anywho. As I was saying, I did sit down recently with Tim Aiken of the Hill Cigar Company. Oh, so, I love Tim. He's a good guy. Yeah. So, as all of you were very well aware, since winter came, the Hill Cigar Company was gracious enough to let us use their front patio area. It's, you know, walled in with a heater and everything so that we could record at their place. And so I've been meaning to sit down with Tim and kind of do a little interview with him for a while just to, to you know, inform you folks about the, the place that we promote and, and thank for letting us have space. And yep. so I finally pinned Tim down and, and got a time. And He's a busy man. He is and got that taken care of. In fact, um, he leaves tomorrow for Nicaragua. He's going to be heading to Nicaragua to go to, I believe, the My Father Farm. So I hope he can get back know, home. Uh, that scares me. I will admit that is a concern, but he uh, he he seems all right with the idea, so that's you know on him. But anyway, um, so I did sit down with Tim Aiken and talk to him about his business, how he got into the Hill Cigar Company, kind of what goes into uh, some of the decisions that he makes, and just everything like that. And if you want, we can go ahead and get into that real quick. Let's do that. All right, we'll go ahead. This is my interview with Tim Aiken, owner of the Hill Cigar Company. Well, I'm joined by Tim Aiken. He's the owner of the world-famous St. Louis Landmark Hill Cigar Company, as he's laughing as I say that. So, Tim, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks, Nick. Nick, Thanks for having me. So, I wanted to just kind of sit down and just kind of give you an opportunity to talk about the shop and let my listeners kind of get to know you since we spend so much time here and everything. So, (laughs) first of all, I know it's a really broad question, but how did you get into cigars? And then Mm -hmm. in turn, how did you get into being a retailer? Well, back in uh, the cigar boom, middle 90s, uh, we had moved from Chicago down to here for a job that I'd taken. And um, uh, when we bought our house, we had a nice area for a hot tub. And so um, I had smoked cigars when I was in my 20s, just, you know, every once in a while. It was never a big thing for me. But um, when we got the hot tub, I'm sitting out there and I'm thinking, it'd be nice to have something to do while I'm out here, you know, besides having a drink and and uh, so, actually, my wife suggested, well, you, you know, you, you've always talked about smoking a pipe or something like that. And so I tried a pipe. That didn't work too good in the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, and so the, the pipe shop I was going to, which was the old tender box out in Jamestown uh, Mall years ago, they, uh, uh, they also had cigars, obviously. And I, they said, well, you know what, you try a few cigars. And they picked a few out for me, real nice people, real, really nice little shop at the time. And uh, so I tried that, and I was like, oh, I really really like this. And so I went to all the shops in the area. You know, I tried ordering online, but I didn't like that. I just didn't like I, I like to go and touch and feel and see the cigars. Yeah. And to me, that's part of the beauty of it. And a picture is, can be helpful in some ways, but it's not really, doesn't really tell the story. And so I um, um, befriended uh, a guy named George who opened a little shop here on the hill. A friend recommended that I go there. said, you know, George's a nice guy. He's got a small shop. So uh, George had been open maybe a little over a year when I when I discovered him or I was told about him. Um, went over, started buying all my cigars from George. Um, he had just gotten a Padron account, so uh, I was his best Padron customer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought every 64 he could get. And um, um, so we became, you know, friends. And uh, one day... I was just, uh, you know, talking and about how I would like to have maybe get into involved in a business for 
uh, later on in my life when I want to retire to have mm. something to do but wouldn't necessarily require me to uh, be full-time and um, uh, so we talked about that a little bit and he didn't really say much but a few months later he came back to me he says well you know are you still interested in that and I said well yeah I'd, I'd like to I'd like to get involved and uh, so after some going back and forth and talking about what we thought the business should be and uh, you know I ended up uh, buying into the business and primarily to be the financial guy you know just to be the 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 money behind the place because George needed to amp up his uh, inventory and uh, you know he was getting busy enough that he needed a better variety and yeah. to do some things to the to the building it was a little rental that we had over on Magnolia and, and Macklin and um, uh, so you know I provided the finances and and he did primarily all the work and then after you know two or three years of that relationship I mean things were going great the business was growing. Uh, we had a little tiny smoking area up front. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was probably 10 by 5. I mean, there was enough room for five or six people. Oh, okay. It was just, you know, it was just too small. And we tried building a little little area out back, which was fine during the, the spring and the summer and um, and even into the fall. But it just really didn't work out real well. And uh, uh, so the business got too big, really, for that building. And we could have probably done some more things there but it's like it was a rental it's like i'm not gonna put any money into a rental yeah yeah <laughs> and so so uh any more than we already had and so i um uh, started looking around for a building and you know you know back then that was about 2004 2005 you know we're just uh actually i, I take that back it's 2006 and you know google was was really just coming into the forefront where that's where you went look for everything so i went and i googled property around the hill because we wanted to stay on the hill and um, the building that we're currently in popped up, and I was just like, "That's a block away from us. Why haven't I never? I've never even seen this building. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I've probably driven it by by it a dozen times and never even saw it. So I came over, took a look at it, um, uh, ended up, you know, buying the building. So because uh, number one, I wanted to secure a place where uh, we could smoke and. Even though there are apartments up above, no smoke really gets up there. But it's it's basically in the lease that if you if the smoking bothers you, you can get out of your lease. I don't even argue with people. It's yeah. Like, you know if if it's you know this is the deal. But if you if you don't like it, I'll let you out of your lease. I'm not gonna you know be a be a hard you know whatever about that. And um, uh, so that was that was kind of the first step. And we moved over here in uh, 2000 in the end of. 2007 really by the time we got everything you know lined out and we uh, into the end of 2007 after we got moved over here um george just didn't like the business anymore he he was he had always thought of it to be a little neighborhood place and and where he could just go hang out and have a drink with his buddies and smoke cigars and it got to the point that where it was it was truly a business i mean we were growing yeah, uh, you know, became some work. Yeah, exactly, yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, and um, and at that time, I still had my full time job. I couldn't really give that up, and so he needed to step up, and he just didn't want to. And I I get it, you know, I I, I understand. And uh, so he uh, he decided to to leave the business. I bought him out, um, and that's really uh, honestly, and nothing against George. George is a wonderful person. I still love the guy to death. Yeah, but he just you know he was sort of putting a damper on the business because we couldn't make decisions together. He wanted this, I wanted that. And, uh, you know, one, one recommendation, anybody goes into business, 
don't have partners. <laughs> <laughs> if you can avoid it, don't have partners. Uh, because it, uh, it, it, you know, even though George and I got along great personally, uh, we just didn't see eye to eye in terms of the business. And um, um, so anyway, that aside, uh, the, the building, when we mo- first moved in, it felt like we were in a, you know, in a palace. It was huge. Yeah, felt like yeah. that. But again, the business was growing so fast that uh, um, I saw in a few years that it just wasn't going to work anymore. I needed a place for people to smoke because when they would come in, uh, a customer would come in, there was everybody sitting around the front door and it was, you know, it was like the gauntlet going through, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's all smoky and, you know, people are talking and yelling and everything. And it was just, you know, it wasn't, wasn't really conducive to the kind of environment that I wanted. And so, um, I talked to the original builder of the building and, uh, we designed the, the back room that's now our lounge um, I wish it could have been bigger, but that's as big as we could make it, uh, given all the city restrictions and everything. Yeah. Um, and we extended the apartments as well. So they went from being a one-bedroom, very tiny apartments, to being uh, nice-sized two-bedroom apartments. So so that really, again, changed the business and really brought more people in, especially during the winter months, but really all year round. Because uh, you know summers are hot here. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so um, you got about two seasons that you can tolerate the outside area. Exactly. You're either too hot or too cold. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that really changed the nature of the business, and because uh, uh, now we we extended our hours. Originally, it was from I think we were staying open until seven, um, opening at ten, going to seven. Uh, we weren't open on Sundays, and then we started um, a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago. Um, went to uh, a much more expanded uh, schedule of time to be open because there were just there was that kind of demand and uh, uh, so now you open ten to nine every day uh, Sundays eleven to seven so it's it really has made helped the business to grow a lot um, as well as you know I've got an awesome staff I mean that's oh yeah probably we- the thing that is really distinguishes us from anybody around here. Not to say that other shops aren't good shops because they are, uh, but um, you know I've just got like the best staff and um, been very fortunate that people have come in to the store uh, either looking for employment or in some cases they were our customers um, that needed you know part-time job for a while that we've you know been very fortunate um, and you know of course right now I've got a great manager who takes care of so many things and I went from being you know, scrambling all the time between my other job and, and the store, um, you know, toward the end of my other job, which I got laid off from, but which I was thrilled because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, good severance and everything else, I was happy. Um, but, uh, it you know, it allowed me to, to make that transition pretty easily. Um, and now I spend a lot of time at the shop, but most of it's really thinking more long-term, more strategically, you know, what are we going to do with certain vendors and, and um, I don't really worry too much about the day to day, so it's been it's been a great path, but it's been very slow. I mean, I uh, I know before we started, you were asking about um, um, you know things that uh, things about the about the store and the growth and all that kind of stuff, and it yeah. really it, it boils down to more than anything. And it's true in any business; is it, it's longevity. You know, uh, the longer you're in business, the more people hear about you the the uh as long as you keep your reputation good um it's it's going to build but it takes a lot of time i mean we're in our 19th year 20th years uh going to be in november and start our 20th year 
which we're going to probably do some kind of uh, launch party and then do some things throughout the uh, throughout the year um, uh, to celebrate the 20th because uh, that's 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 a major milestone. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, five years is sort of uh, if you you know read any kind of any kind of uh, entrepreneurial style books. Twenty years is when, uh, or f- sorry, five years is when a business has established itself and should start making money. Up to then, you don't, you know, you're just pouring money right exactly. back into the business. So, um, you know, after twenty years, I mean, I don't feel th- much pressure in terms of how the business is running. I think we've done a really good job of keeping this thing going and growing it. So, well, and there has been a lot of expansion because, like, you know, for example, Jeff and I <coughs> joke we we. Um, we were see we saw a video that Delicia, the cigar vixen, oh, yeah. put out, and she came and visited your shop. I believe it was what twenty fourteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in that video, she does you know a little tour of the humidor and everything like that, and it's just incredible just how much the humidor and the amount mm-hmm. of stock and inventory and everything that you guys have brought in has expanded and grown just since then. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that I mean that's one of the things that um, after George left that that I really was concentrating on. Part of it was just kind of a slow roll. I mean, it's it's not even about the money so much as making good decisions. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, five, six years ago, there, there were a lot of small vendors, but there were very few that really were, you know, I think worthy of spending a lot of time and effort on. Uh, that's different now. I mean, five, six years later, there's been some new companies as well as some, some companies that were pretty small back then that have grown that have much better products i mean it's it's an amazing time to live in in uh in this world of cigar smokers because there are so many good cigars it's just it's it's so difficult to decide what you're going to bring in the humidor i mean that's it's just like the same problem grocery stores and you know anybody else has um it uh, space is is at a premium and so typically making the decision to bring a smaller vendor in is is a big deal because again it's not about the money it's about you know is it going to move and our customers going to like it and you know how do we how do we um promote it you know how do we make sure that that it gets a fair shot you know um and that you know some of it too is you know as far as space goes i mean i've been adding shelves to the existing shelves um packing them as tight as I can and uh, then I added a center aisle as well as some other you know uh, shelves to pretty much max out the space I mean yeah. it's it's almost too crowded in there but you know I did that because there were brands that I just felt like we had to have and and it's nice to be in a position now where people come to us I mean and it's not just oh you know um, a lot of times they come to us first which is nice you know uh, even though we've, there's shops here that are much older than us you know, because we do promote new brands. I mean, we we make sure that people are aware of it. Doesn't mean it's going to be successful, but you know, that's uh, we make that extra effort, and I think that vendors appreciate that, and hopefully, customers do too. Well, that's one of the things that Jeff and I noticed a lot about your humidor, is that you guys have a really great mix of the um, more established, like the top guy, the general. The, the Drew Estates, the, uh, you know, those kind of brands and everything. Mm-hmm. But then you have just such a large mix of the quote-unquote boutique brands, mm-hmm. you know, and some of the, the smaller vendors like you're talking about. I mean, you know, if a guy wants a Padron, he can go in and get a cigar from you. But if he wants to try something completely off the wall, 
he can go in and you know get something from you know black label trading company mm-hmm. or something like that i mean there you guys have a wide variety of selection going on in there yeah and i i have a little bit different philosophy than some stores uh, it's it's difficult because of of shelf space but one of the things that you probably noticed over the years is that when we bring in somebody we just don't bring in a couple of boxes you know at least not initially now sometimes we'll pare it down to the to the SKUs itself uh, if the vendor isn't, you know, whatever reason their 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 broader portfolio isn't selling, mm. uh, but um, uh, but I'm I'm a big believer in that you can't get a couple of boxes of cigars on a shelf and and expect that brand to um, to do well. Yeah, you seem to yeah. kind of just go all in. Yeah, like when you bring yeah. in somebody new, you kind of go all in and kind of yeah. I guess I assume see what sells and then pair back from there. Right, we try to do that. And yeah, it. It causes some pain sometimes because we have to put things on sale that <laughs> I would rather not. But um, you know, at the other t- on the other hand, it does I think better represent the brand, and that's really. Uh, and, and a lot of people think, "Oh, you're a sucker for doing that," but to me, it's also helped us establish some brands that would not have done well if we just say, "Okay, here's a half a shelf. Put your best sellers in there." Yeah. Because you know they they might have sold, but. You know, as a, as a brand, it would never have any impact in the store. Because uh, to, to me, I have some, some very, I guess I don't want to call them rigid because they aren't that rigid. But I do have goals in mind for each brand. You know, I, I know that a certain uh, brand is, uh, you know, they, they make 10 million cigars a, a year. Well, they're not going to sell like General or Altus that makes hundreds of millions of cigars a year. Yeah. Uh, so, um uh, but I do want them to, from a from uh, a shelf space, space perspective, be able to hold their own. Um, and some of that is, you know, bringing some things in if they don't work. Well, you know, we don't we don't bring them back in. But um, uh, but I really try to give them a chance and as best I can. And uh, some of that is, you know, the getting uh, the employees, the associates behind it, and uh, making sure that they find something in that portfolio that they like. Yeah. Um, which can be hard. I mean, we don't all agree. <laughs> well, no, it's true. Different different tastes on everybody else. So, well, and to your point about your employees, I mean, you, Jeff and I, we've had some of your people on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I know Jody came on and talked about pipes and, yeah. you know, Ryan came on and just kind of talked about life and everything, you know, and, <laughs> and all that. And so you, you do have a really good... Uh, grouping of people here but you're right they're all very knowledgeable you have some that are you know certified tobacconists and the ones that aren't i mean might as well be it yeah. seems i mean so you you seem to be uh, you seem to have been able to collect a really good group of employees yeah well i think uh part of that is um not to brag on myself but i i do trust my people and uh uh, I only hire people I think I can trust, and if they break that trust, then they're they're gone, you know. And uh, I think that, you know, helps helps keep a good crew, because they know that I also not only trust them but I respect them. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully that's the case in you know, in in any business, you know, you want that. Uh, uh, but uh, but I'm also you know I'm a pretty fair guy. I mean I. I, I don't want to have to work really hard myself anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm semi-retired. You know, I still do plenty of things around here. 
um, I think it's one of the things that people don't realize is how much goes on in any business. I mean, but, um, you know, in our, in our case, our store is clean all the time. Well, that just takes a lot of effort, you know. There's things that have to be done all the time. There's some, some things that I do myself just because I want to make sure it gets done or, or you know, I just like to check and see, you know, are these filters, how often do I need to be changing them and things like that because, um, you know, somewhat protecting my investment, I guess. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, so what have been some of the, the highlights and in turn maybe some of the hard lessons that you've learned <laughs> over the years of, of running the hill? Well, I, I think some of the highlights is we um, uh, we still have great events these days. Don't get me wrong, but everybody's having so many events now; it's really diluted the the market. Um, mm-hmm. And so, to have a big event is is just difficult. It's hard to get people's attention. But you know, back in the um, uh, 2007, 2008, when we first moved over to this building. Um, we didn't have a lot of room inside, but we have a tent that we used to set up in the back and do events in the parking lot. And uh, uh, we had a great event with Rocky Patel. That was back when he was still traveling. Um, and, you know, Rocky was an easy draw. I mean, he, people just loved that oh, guy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, had a big night, probably had well over 100 people here, which is a lot for, you know, our store at an event. And um, uh, just had a, you know, great time. Uh, that was certainly a highlight. I think also when CAO was a company, uh, they used to do some awesome promotions. We had a motorcycle promotion that they did all around the Midwest, and and um, they <laughs> drug this motorcycle along behind his trailer. <laughs> I mean, it was a beautiful motorcycle. Um, I forget who ended up winning that thing, but uh, we had uh, some local guys who build motorcycles, bring their motorcycles over and show them, and, of course, a lot of people showed up. So they had a little mini motorcycle event, which was fun. That's cool. Uh, so that was kind of a highlight. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I think just just in general, every day here is, is, is a fun place. You know, I, I enjoy it. I, you don't see me as much maybe out because I'm in the back, you know, doing things, watching a lot of videos, <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to keep track of this industry because it's really pretty hard uh, for me anyway. Um, but I, I think the low lice, real, li- low um spots in the the business were oh of course another highlight was really coming moving to this building i think that was huge uh it was a good the best decision i've made in this in this business um but i think uh probably low life was our low point should say was uh george leaving that was that was painful but um you know it was the right thing to do it was the right thing for him right thing for me but that was that was painful, um, and then we've had some personal struggles with 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 employees that didn't work out, and that was that's always hard. Yeah. Um, but you know, it 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 always seemed to to work out for the better when when we made those decisions, as hard as it was. Yeah. Well, so touching on your events, mm-hmm. you 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 just talked about events. You guys do a lot of events throughout the year. It seems like typically maybe. Not quite every month out of the year, but maybe yeah, close yeah. ish. Um, at least one event a month, and sometimes they're you know just the rep coming in, and you know it's kind of a sale on some, you know buy yeah, four get whatever you know kind thing, of kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But you know even with those, you guys add a little bit of extra. I mean, you get like Charlie back there cooking, and you know, and everything like that. So, I mean, you definitely seem to really. Even with the the more simple quote unquote events, you still mm-hmm. try and make them something a little bit more. 
Yeah, I think it's another thing that, that we've been very fortunate, and, and I think this is true for most cigar shops. Most uh, most of us have people that are really devoted to the shop. They're, they're, they've become friends over the years, and, and they'll do anything that you ask them to do, um, within reason, of course. But... Uh, <laughs> But I don't know. There's a couple guys back there that probably help you hide a body. <laughs> well, I know a guy I, who, who I can rents backhoes. I can think of one right off the top of my head, actually. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, and, and over the years, um, uh, especially while we were uh, moving from one location to the other, um, when we used to have, when we used to use the tent a lot before we had the uh, the lounge, we, you know, people would just come and we'd say, hey, be here at one o'clock. We got to set up the tent and, you know, 10 people show up, you know, and, and, um, and they'd help us tear down and, you know, all that work had to be done. We don't really do that anymore. Mm -hmm. thank, thankfully. Um, but, um, but during those times, uh, you know, people like Charlie who have, has just become a longtime friend. I mean, we we're really good friends and, um, it's, that's, that's one of the things that makes a business like this special because, you know, Charlie, other than getting a few free cigars and you know i you know i pay for the food he makes it and mm. uh and he and he happens to love cooking you know i think he would have made an awesome chef if that his life had taken a few different turns yeah yeah um but and he and he loves to experiment he loves to do new things so um uh you know we're, we're very fortunate because you know I've, I've been to events where they cater it in and that's nice you know or yeah. or they'll you know they'll do something you know small whatever somebody somebody's Husband or wife will make something, but um, it's it's special because Charlie uh, really puts a lot of effort into it, you know, and and he does it here most for the most part. Some things he does he preps before he gets here, but cause we don't really have a kitchen per se. But he's he just makes it work, and he loves it so much. And uh, you know, I think the customers appreciate the fact that he's doing it for them, and uh, um, and it's always. I don't know. It's always good. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Jeff and I, we we always have a a good time with the food. So yeah. let's put it that way. Which is probably part of our waistline issues. But so going back to um, a previous point, just my mind, I'm bouncing around here. That's I apologize. Okay. But so when you're looking at a brand, mm -hmm. and maybe it's specifically one that you don't currently carry, but you're looking, but you've got somebody that's pitching you a brand. What goes into the thought process of, you know, am I going to add this to my humidor? Yeah. Um, there's, I think the first thing I think about is, is, uh, is it a cigar that, uh, well, let me put it this way. At this point, I look at it, is a cigar that's going to bring something unique? Yeah. You know, um, obviously it's got to be a good cigar. I mean, that's really not even much of an issue anymore. I mean, every once in a while I get some from uh, some you know, small brand that maybe it's a cigar that somebody made for their store and they're, you know, trying to push it. And it's maybe just, you know, not that interesting, but, um, for the most part, if it's a real cigar company and they're trying to make an effort, even if they're small, um, uh, their cigars are going to be good. It's a question of, is it unique enough to displace something else? Um, there was a time where we were growing where it was more about, it was more about marketing, more about, you know, can they support us? Can they, you know, can they bring uh, uh, customers in to the shop uh, because of their marketing? Mm -hmm. um, but now it's that's not as important to me. It's more about um, are the cigars good? Can they at least provide some kind of support? Um, 
you know, it's nice if they have a rep, but, you know, we've got a lot of brokers still to call on us because St. Louis is still flyover country, you know, yeah. and we're, we're, we're not number one on their list. And surprisingly, there aren't that many cigar stores in St. Louis considering the population, but, uh, um, which doesn't mean don't run out and open a cigar store. No, no, it's no. Not, it's not easy, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, uh, but it, you know, those are some of the things that, that I look at. And then obviously if I find a cigar that I think is, you know, fits into, um, uh, the rest of the portfolios we have. And then, you know, I honestly, I'm looking to see some kind of, you know, support as far as prices go. You know, I want to make sure that, that we can, it, that it doesn't, that for the quality of cigar, it doesn't get outside the range of other cigars in that, that range, you know, yeah. or in that quality, um, uh, so, you know, that's some of the things that I look at. Uh, it it makes it a lot easier when we know the reps or we um, know the broker well. Uh, it makes it easier to make those decisions as long as the cigars are something we, we're interested in. Um, and then, of course, space is always the problem. I mean, we have to, you know, we have to consider how much space we really can can carve out for for a brand. And and then too we. We kind of we have a lot of boutiques right now, more than we've ever had, and uh, um, and it does put some pressure on the sales staff because they have to be aware um, that there are other things to recommend. You know, they can't forget about a brand because it's you know a, a shelf down lower or maybe it got moved around or something. Yeah. You got to keep track of all that, and uh, uh, certainly not impossible, but it does take a little more thought. Interesting. So, in terms of uh you know your shop and everything what are some of the like big sellers what are what are some of the things that you see or you know that that people just always gravitate towards or something like that well i think the obvious ones you know we do very well with fuente um i would say we're in this market we're one of the bigger fuente dealers um and a lot of that's just from years of of towing the line doing the things that fuente told us to do uh, so certainly as a brand, that's one of the, the bigger ones. Um, and I include that in that J.C. Newman, which is, you know, like the Quorums, the the uh, uh, Brick House, yeah. those type of things, too, because it's all one, essentially one company, even though they're not all made um, in uh, the Fuente factory. But <clears throat> so, I, you know, I think that's that's always been a big brand for us. Uh, Drew Estate, which is one that we didn't do much business with back in the you know mid 2015 you know that area that time frame um uh, we've made just a huge commitment to them over the years and and uh so all of their their products move really well for us i think beyond that you know some some of the smaller ones like obviously oscar valadares uh, uh more recently uh my father's been in the store for a long time and we always that's a pretty steady mover um you know cle has been a a, a good partner for a long time and and uh, their products move well. Uh, Southern Draw, you know, continues can it continues to do well for a newer brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, and then we keep we keep a what I think is a reasonable amount of facings of like Altidus and um, General. That's pretty much it. I mean, some of the other brands have sort of slowed down over the years. Uh, yeah. Even though we haven't really taken much shelf space away from them yet. Uh, we're going to have to because there's other things I want to bring in. You yeah. Know? Uh, hopefully the FDA kind of backs off um, some of these requirements for the uh, substantial equivalents that is supposed to be due in May. 
um, so some of these smaller brands can continue to exist. Yeah, uh, yeah. If they if they put the hammer down on that, that's going to put a lot of these smaller companies out of business. I mean, you know, in a year they'll be gone. So um, hopefully we'll get another delay of some type. Because uh, I, I, I do like some of these smaller companies. Uh, you and I, being at the TPE, I got to meet some of these uh, owners of the smaller companies that um, they're doing a great job. I mean, they're making great cigars. And, you know, they're growing, but they're not growing so aggressively that they're going to outstrip their ability to, to make cigars, which I think is very smart. Yeah. Um, and so I, I want to try to support them. And uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, we'll continue to change the humidor. It's uh, it just it's part of the fun of it. Ever evolving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what are you smoking? Not necessarily right. Well, right this instant, but then just in general, what are you what what kind of things are, well, are the, hitting you recently the, that you're liking? We got in the uh, the the 2019 2020 whatever you want to call it, um, Deliverance Nocturne from Black Level Trading. Mm-hmm. And this is the Tall Solomon, which is really an excellent cigar. It's very smooth. It's got full flavor. It's uh, it's a powerhouse of flavor, but it, the tobacco has been so well uh, aged that it doesn't have a nicotine hit. Because I I don't like cigars that have heavy nicotine. It just doesn't doesn't work well for me. Yeah. And uh, so this is one of my favorites. Uh, I'm a big black level trading fan. I mean, uh, and as well as Dissident and and Emilio, which they he uh, James Brown makes now. And um, I just I just think he's got a great palate. And uh, so I enjoy those a lot. Um, and I still smoke the standards. I smoke a lot of Oscar stuff. Um, and um, uh, still once in a while. An Ashton or uh, uh, a few of the Drew Estate things, uh, but you know, I'm kind of all over the place. I, I really, I really like a lot of different types of cigars, and um, and of course, you know, EP Creo, EPC cigars. Uh, I still smoke a few of those and uh, on a regular basis. Yeah, I know the uh, Dusk is labeled as your pick there. Yeah, so yeah. I really like the Dusk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, Tim, where can fe- uh, people find out more information about the Hill Cigar Company? Well, you can always check out our website at uh, hillcigarco.com. Um, also get on our email list. Uh, you can just send a request to info at hillcigarco.com if you want to get on the email list. Uh, we also have our Clover app that we uh, you know give discounts through. So if you're a frequent buyer, you can get that extra discount. And we do some communication through that extra promos and things like that that, that come up uh we're, we're running a promo this month on alta de cigars with a uh, uh drawing that we're going to have for a beautiful humidor that's that's in our humidor yeah it's i was really just gorgeous. looking at it that thing is not only <laughs> massive it's it's very well made and it's it's classy looking yeah so yeah. so that's going to be running at least through the month of march maybe a little bit longer um and um, um so th- those are, and obviously our Facebook page too, Hill Cigar Co. or Hill Cigar Company. Um, we try to try not to post too much. We probably don't post enough, but uh, um, I like to try to keep people informed, but not overwhelm them. You know. Gotcha. I know one of the things that um, I did put out on Facebook here recently is there's a um, there was a a uh, U.S. House bill that passed. That gave some relief to uh, to cigars, premium cigars, um, which is still a little fuzzy, but uh, it did give some relief in terms of uh, the requirement for the uh, um, the deeming date or the uh, the equivalency. In other words, 
it's a little bit hard to to explain, but basically having to prove that a, that a blend existed before two thousand seven. Yeah, you know, uh, which is stupid because it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> um, which I think they're realizing that, um, and uh, the, but then also the, the Senate um, uh, has a bill that hasn't even gone to committee yet. I don't even know if it'll get into committee, but um, I think it's thirty one seventy four, um, and uh, our our premium cigar association put out a notice that uh to send a uh to go to their website and then it makes it very easy to send um a couple of emails to the senators because it, obviously in the u.s senate um just saying don't agree with this yeah. you know because uh, it's more restrictive than even the original house bill was before it got modified um and it was talking like no online sales um uh, of cigars higher taxes so they're going to raise the the import taxes i mean it's pretty onerous yeah. and it uh it not only hurt obviously online sales but it'll probably put all the cigar stores out of business because it's just uh you know cigars are going to get so expensive that people are going to start buying them on the black market and exactly. it's like uh so they'll instead of getting more revenue they'll get less but you know that's that's the stupidity of, of our government too often. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. We actually did talk about um, both the House and Senate bill in um, uh, would have been would have been last Friday's episode. Okay. So we did we did touch on that, and I did after getting your email, I did forward my my senators my my mm. letter saying that I don't right. wish them to support this bill. I don't know how much Dick Durbin's going to actually care, but you know, yeah. it's like I've. <laughs> said before and i'm saying this not tim but it's like i've said before you gotta dick durbin before durbin dicks you <laughs> so anyway whatever but i love it <laughs> <sighs> so uh, well cool. tim thank you very much for taking time i um, really appreciate it and i appreciate um, you letting me do it nick sir we'll circle back again all so. right take care thanks now jeff i will say i've decided that to follow jesus no um that's well, a song i mean yeah but no, but anyway, decided, you need to get right with God, Nick. I decided, boy, so this, do I. This is going to be a really awkward conversation since you just <laughs> threw that out. I was just about to say that I've decided that when the looting starts, the first place I'm going to go is the Hill Cigar Company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Tim's happy to hear that. Well, I just love the fact that you started that with when I followed Jesus. But anyway, and then I'm saying I'm going to go loot the cigar place. But anyway, I figure we can wear masks so that you oh know, yeah, they're not going to recognize our tubs of lard coming in there well they're definitely gonna know who i am when i ask for my clover points well, exactly <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, i'd like my discount I'm, on this i'm stealing all this please. stuff but i've got enough points racked up for that 12 percent discount please <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you empty the register while you're at oh it <laughs> my God. Uh, see and that that's one of the things that nick and i have been discussing off air is our preparedness <laughs> for this debacle. And I am utterly and completely unprepared. As I did say it earlier, I do still need to go grocery shopping. So, Dude, when he found out the restaurants were going to be closed, he goes, well, I guess I need to go grocery shopping. I'm like, Dude, it's all gone. Eh. It's all gone. Breakfast will be onions and water. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be raw because they'll shut the power off and you can't cook I'll them. Have a mate. I have fire, unless you use all my butane. Yeah, sit there cooking an onion with Give me that lighter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want you having access to my butane anymore. <laughs> oh my god. I just we need a video of you cooking an onion over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's going up oh on the socials. Oh my socials. gosh. Oh, oh my god. gosh. 
or no, I, like I explained to Nick, you know, I've got ammo, I can hunt, I can fish, um, I know how to grow food, and I know how to grow food quickly, because I do, uh, you know, microgreens. I can I can have sprouts in five days, and I can have microgreens in ten, and I've got seed on hand, so I've I've stockpiled some of that, and that that was prior to this. So I can grow some food quickly. I can get my garden in. You know, I can have food to eat. Now, the problem with the garden is, what about all the neighbors around me that don't have it that are going to come over and steal my food? That's where the ammo comes That's in. That's where the play. ammo comes in. Exactly. Yep. yep. See, and I have guns. You don't know how to field dress an animal. I'm not shooting an animal. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have zombies yet, for the love of God. I mean, we will when it's all said and done. That went dark. Anyway, really fast. Yeah. So... You better um, know the secret knock at Nick's house. So, Nick, what are you getting on your filthy hooligan? Um, it is giving me still that kind of spicy flavor that yeah. I mentioned before. Um, getting a little bit of an earthy flavor. My bar- I will say the so. barber pole is holding up nicely. Yeah, yeah. Good, no, good burn line. It's a real good constructed stick. Got a great burn line going and everything. Um, I have no complaints about it whatsoever. Good stuff. Yeah. So, I wanted to do a new segment today we, we introduced this on our last ever podcast i i wanted to do a new segment today okay so last tuesday we reviewed the gurkha ghost we did and you know it was serviceable that was kind of our our foyer into um touching on cigars that perhaps maybe we normally wouldn't have and so i wanted to bring in an expert that would smoke cigars that you and i just have no interest in smoking whatsoever. Okay. Who is said expert? So Nick has a plan. I see it on his face. I have dropping a bomb on me, are you? I have an expert here who has agreed to start smoking some really just rank nasty stuff. Alright? And I figured in honor of Bryant from Cigar Talk, I would have the first review be the Backwoods Honey. Okay? Okay. I've smoked it. It's not a bad smoke. So now it's time for and here's our guest, Cigar Reviews with Larry the Mute. Um, Nick? That was riveting, Larry. This might be the last time we do this segment. Or maybe not. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. even know. I, did he like it or not? I mean, he's mute. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. You have just offended all of our deaf listeners. Wait a minute. Just because you're mute doesn't mean you're deaf. It's true. Well, wait. We could have mute listeners. You don't offend them. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, anyway, so that's the uh, that's the I review of the Backwoods Honey. Appropriate <laughs> in the least oh at my, all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Larry the mute is one of our people that uh, we have on our panel. I don't. We've discussed the panel before, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Larry the mute was one of our panelists, along with Angry Arnold, Pastor Barnaby. And the BF, the BF chicken. chicken, yes. Yeah. And so every once in a while, we would throw it over to Larry the Mute and get his keen insight. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, this is so fucked up. <laughs> it's the end of the world. Why do you guys listen to We're this? We're throwing everything out for this one. It's <laughs> this the end is, of the world, this right? This is probably it, yeah. <laughs> it, at some point, they're going to lock down internet access, so we're probably done. So oh, let's just Lord. get it out there. Oh. Wow. So... Wow. And again, direct your correspondence to Nick <laughs> at thecigarpulpit.com. You want to get in to ask the boys? 
Yeah, let's do as I mean, <laughs> we're just all over the damn place now, so let's just go ahead and... It's, it's all over. Let's just it's jump, all let's over. Let's jump in there. Hey, game over, game man. Over, man. Game, game over, man. Game over. Game over, man. It's game over. The fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? We'll just jump in there. The, the world. Ball. The world is on fire, and we're giggling about it. How, how, how jacked up? Seriously. Is the world on fire, though? I haven't seen fires. I haven't seen mass graves yet. Oh, I will you be, know what I saw? I will be concerned when I see news footage of mass graves being dug in Portland. Yeah, they've they've got satellite imagery of that in Iran right now. There are mass graves in Iran. But realistically, there were mass graves in Iran before coronavirus. So. Yeah, those were just the political prisoners. <laughs> that was just, you know, day-to-day the, uh, operations. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, well, I was going to say, you know what I have seen? I have seen human resilience through this because I watched the videos today and I was actually inspired by the people in Italy singing on the out their windows on the streets. Have you watched any of that? That's one example of human resilience. Then we have America where we are so fat and weak and soft that we're just clearing shelves of toilet paper. And yet, ironically, leaving vitamins behind. Yeah, right? Kind of bizarre. Right? But anyway. Priorities, people. Well, speaking of priorities, it's now time to ask the boys. So our first question comes from Thick Smoke Ryan. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you and I are going to have much of an answer for this. You might because you've been smoking longer than me. Okay. He wants to know what is a cigar that is no longer in production that you'd like to see come back? Ooh. I'll be honest, all the cigars that I've ever encountered are still in production because I have not been smoking very long. I hate to admit this. I've been smoking since I was 16, and I can't name one off the top of my head. I can't name a cigar brand that's gone away that I just truly loved. Now, there's one that I think I would like to try that I'm aware of that okay. I, you know wasn't. CAO did a um, commemorative cigar for the Sopranos. Ooh. And I yeah, would, and you're I, a big Sopranos And I would fan. like to try that cigar. Um, but... In terms of one that I've had that is gone, that is no longer in production, I can't say. I don't. I don't know. Wait till the Corona thing's over, and we'll see who's still standing. Yeah, it'll be nothing but Gurkha. (laughs) (laughs) We can tolerate the ghost, and we'll be the the Gurkha pulpit. Uh, All Gurkha, all the time. All Gurkha, all the time. Anyway, (laughs) our next question. We smoked it and didn't hate it, and we're still dogging on them. Bless their hearts. Hey, they got their credit for a minute. They did. And now we're back. And to now this. we're back to this. So, <laughs> anyway, our next question is a little more effed up. That <gasps> comes from uh, from listener <laughs> Gemmaline, and she wants to know what time of day Gator likes to bathe, and <sighs> is it a shower or a bath? Okay. Now we evidently have some very personal listeners that that really want to get intimate with your bathing. I situation okay. here. So. I'm not a morning person. Let's just get that out of the way right mm-hmm. now. I'll work till midnight or two in the morning. I don't mind doing that. But I'm not a morning person. So I usually drag myself out of bed sometime between 8 and 10 in the morning, admittedly. I own my own business, you know. Really? Is that why when I call you and I'm like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Oh, dude, it's 8.30. I'm, pa- I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Well, that's working, not just hanging out with you. That being said, I'll I'll drag myself out of bed up the stairs and jump in the tub. And I bathe. And I like to bathe. I don't like to take showers. You're filthy. Well, no. No, you are f- I know 
some of I, I'm not gonna get into some of the details about your baths, but I know you're filthy. <laughs> and sometimes I like to use some nice Epsom salts or maybe baking soda. Take a nice baking soda bath. Urine. Ooh, that's <laughs> gross. I, I know just, you. I drink that. I don't I bathe know. in it. <laughs> I don't anyway, <laughs> you're in therapy. No, I don't actually do that, but I've heard of it, and it sounds horrific. Um, but no, I, I like to, uh, you know, I like to treat myself. There's nothing like getting into a warm bath. And, okay, so I've had ulcerative colitis since I was 12 and battled with it on and off for years. Um, I've been doing a lot of fermented foods the last 10 years, and I haven't, knock on wood, and there's no wood around here to knock on. Oh, here. But, uh... I haven't taken any medicine in over 10 years for it. How about we get to the most effed up but, part about your bath? But the part of that is, uh, let me say this and then we can talk about that. So part of that is from the years that I took, you know, different medicines and this and that, I, and, and because of the ulcerative colitis, I have joint issues, um, you know, because ulcerative colitis is a immune, an autoimmune disorder, you know, likened into uh, lupus or uh, oh, rheumatoid arthritis. You know, they're all kind of in, in the same thing. And my joints ache. So when I can jump in a really nice hot bath, it kind of reinvigorates me and gets things moving. And maybe it doesn't work, but it works in my head. So that's why I like to bathe. Now, what Nick is referring to, the really jacked up part, yeah. is I like to FaceTime people when yep. I'm in the bath. Yep. And that's why I don't answer FaceTime <laughs> messages from you. Because I know that when I do, I'm going to be greeted with you laying in the tub. And then you'd like to pan down and show me your nipple. <laughs> If not further. <laughs> I've done it more than once. It's, Typic- it's kind of fucked up, but you're still friends with really, me. Why are you still friends with me? I don't me? answer your FaceTime calls. It's true. He doesn't. I do not. It's smart on your part. I know that there's a good chance you're naked. <laughs> so. <laughs> yep. Regular listener, Craddock Dennis, reached out to us with a question that might be applicable in these end times that we are currently in. Okay. Crazy question. Can you own a howitzer in the United States? <laughs> I can't answer that. I, I don't know. Do people own howitzers? Yes. Yes. Can you? Mm. Questionable at best. <laughs> oh, I think it's a hard no. <laughs> but, you know, you don't want to put all your cards out on the table. Well, no, you never want to tell what no. you have. So. So I don't know. Look, I've got a lo- I've got a lot of scrap metal at the farm and access to an arc and oxy oxyacetylene welder. So anyway, mm. you know, sometimes you have a project. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm gonna leave it at that. All right. Well, if we're leaving it at that, then Barbells and Beers wants to know what's the best cigar to be quarantined with. Hmm. My answer: all of them. Yes. <laughs> all Hoarding. Of, Time all to hoard cigars. This is the moment you all should have been getting that Presidente box for my monthly cigars and hoarding them instead of sharing when, with a dad others, or friend or buddy or something. When others were buying toilet paper, we were buying cigars. I mean, there's some truth to that. There's, well, and think about it. The beauty of buying like the Leaf by Oscar, for instance, is you've automatically got at least one piece of toilet paper. True. The wrapper leaf. True. So, I mean, well, it's, and that's the, thing. it's now, the gift that keeps that on giving. Now you're, you're touching on this. Everybody's flipping out because the Charmin and, you know, the baby, I like to call it the trifecta. The baby, the dog, and the bear. The baby, the puppy, and the bear. Yes. They're gone. They're gone. They are. You can't get the baby, you can't get the dog, and you can't get the bear. So, at this moment, because you can't get the baby, dog, and bear, you got to get creative. You got to start thinking of alternative teepees. 
I'll tell you right now, that's why everybody should subscribe to a newspaper. Because you have no lack of paper. As somebody who owns a newspaper, I have six months worth of editions that I planned on recycling in my office that are now available for $5 a piece if anybody wants some. Exactly. And um, I do know that Walmart is selling Hillary Rodham Clinton's book for 98 cents. (laughs) So you can pick that up. That's what I knew you were going Um, to. There are Cub t-shirts. There's a lot of truth to that, though. There's a lot of paper in that book for 98 cents. There is a lot of Chicago Cubs t-shirts available still right now. Wow, we have listeners in Chicago. Dude, we're St. Louis country. Doesn't matter to me. Ain't cards, baby. (laughs) Cards country. Never tell you about buying Addy a Cubs hat. Why would you do that? I I was on a trip to Chicago, so I bought her a Cubs hat. I thought it was, you know, like a nice little, like, you know, you bring a gift back, you know, to to the kids. I mean, Kristen and her family went nuts because yeah. they're hardcore Cardinal folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah they did you not like you that. You don't do that. You don't do that. Anyway, so no, my point is. They won the World Series. I bought her a hat. There are, all, hey, you know, it's just It like, was the one time they're ever going to do like it. Gurkha, broken clock is right twice. Or, well, <laughs> well take, in this case, in once. In this case, I'm going to say once every hour <laughs> century, I guess. But <laughs> anyway, um, the point is there are alternative teepees available that are not horrible. Now, look, are you going to get, like, you know, triple-ply Charmin out of a newspaper or uh, Hillary Clinton's book? No. But we're one-ply people. We're tough. Seriously. One-ply is rough. (laughs) You're right. I'm a rough guy. I'm one-ply. Oh, my God. I'm not some ten-ply guy. Anyway. Oh, my God. So. Now, now the one problem you're going to have with the newspaper is leaving the ink on your butt. Well, if, I think that's the least of your concern let's be now real, in Jeff, the apocalypse. If you're coming away from a poop and all you have on your butt is ink, I think the world is lucky. Why do you think I bidet? <laughs> <laughs> you people that don't bidet are the filthy ones. So anyway, getting back to Barbells and Beers <laughs> questions about what cigars to have during the apocalypse. I, you know, that's a personal, uh, a personal question. I mean, personally, I, uh, I have my humidors. They're very well stocked with a wide variety. Obviously, I have my Perdomo Champagne uh, Super Toros, but I have a very, very wide variety of cigars available to me. And that is my key to the Gator Bunker Nick, when the it, time it comes. It actually is, because Nick has a lot more cigars than I do, oh, so I'm going to need many. access to those. Many, many. I've actually been organizing them a little bit this weekend. There are far more than I thought. Well, and you know, I put a post up on Facebook on my personal wall, and I talked about how all the people that have made fun of me for the last 15 years... Because I was prepping. And when I say prepping, I don't, I haven't built like a bunker that'll withstand a nuclear blast or You anything. haven't? You've been selling me a lie. Not, it's, it's not, to, it's not a bunker. But, <laughs> but I've fortified. you selling me a lie. But I've fortified. I, I've gotten some guns, some ammo, you know, and I'm a farm boy because I, I always had that, let's be honest. But I've gotten extra ammo and I've gotten food stores. I've got MREs that in a pinch I can eat, you know, until I can get some food production going, you know, growing my own. But everybody's made fun of me for this. And now everybody's begging to come over to the bunker. Well, maybe, you know, you should have done your own hoarding. Anyway. <laughs> and not toilet paper because it's useless. So Cigar Daryl has a question mostly for you because he knows that I sh- really have only been smoking for two years. And so I probably don't have any cigar. He wants to know what the oldest age of any cigar you've had in one of your humidors. Now, the problem with that question is I got humidors before you did. It's true. So No, I, I smoke them on the fly. I buy them. I smoke them. Um, I normally... Now, I do have a couple of cigars. There's one, actually, that you gave me, I believe. It's a uh, uh, Grand Marnay. 
You haven't smoked that stupid thing yet? No. It's aging <laughs> in the humidor. That is one of about three cigars that I've held on to and aged. For the most part, um, I'm kind of a, uh, you know, buy them buy and smoke them mm. guy. So uh, Kristen was nice enough. My ex-wife was nice enough to get me a really, really nice humidor. Um, I, I hate to admit this. I don't know if it was Christmas or a birthday, but it was a gift. And I it thought was, it was Christmas. It, it was really, it was a genuinely sweet gift of her to get. And, you know, I keep cigars in it, but I smoke them down and then I go restock. Gotcha. So I do not have my end of the world supply of cigars that I would like to have. Now, if I was going to put cigars er, on a list of ones that I want to have, obviously. Oh, that's true. The yes. Leaf the leaf by Oscar. Um, I'm going to want one of the Perdomos, either a uh, factory tour blend or, as I used to call it, factory floor because I can't read. <laughs> and I swear to God, I thought it was four. I thought it was their fourth factory. Anyway. Um, and, and, or the lot 23 <laughs> and the, you know, the brick houses, quorums, you know, it, it you're going to want a little volume to your end of time cigar stash. It's true. So, okay. Then. And you know, I, if I could ever get the Casada 1974, you know, I'd put that on there. It's a little more high dollar cigar than I'm used to, but yeah, but it's a great smoke. Gold coast gentleman wants to know, how are you surviving the end of the world? And the answer to that is poorly. Yeah. <laughs> well, my fear is, like like I said, I can get, you know, I can... Now you can go back to your rant from way earlier. Okay, okay. So I can, you know, I, I can survive, you know, barring, you know, losing a limb or, you know, getting some kind of grand infection. Although I do have, you know, I have animal antibiotics that I can take. I also know how to make penicillin, which is, you know, kind of an easy skill to have because bread or oranges. But there, there's a lot more that I could have done. Like, I don't have a generator. Which is something that I desperately need to get. Yes. And so I'm short on that. Now, the one thing I did do, and I don't know if I ever explained this to you. I bought an FJ Cruiser, and it's actually a vehicle that we use for my radio station. It, we've got all logoed up, and it's, you know, yellow and just, you know, obnoxious as it can be. It's perfect for a radio station. That vehicle has the ability to plug things into it. So as long as I can get it to my sump pump or my refrigerator where I can plug that in, I can run the vehicle and, you know, keep the water out of the basement and keep at least one of the fridges slash freezers going. Now, you know, there's two problems with that. What's that? The first is, the first is every once in a while, that stupid thing doesn't really want to start up. Yeah, we got that fixed. Oh, well, then, okay. Never mind. That was, that was. One problem taken care of. The ignition issue with that was actually a wire loose under the hood. The other problem is... Your gas gauge is kind of messed up, and so you're going to run out of gas. Oh, if gonna, I get to a quarter you're tank, think you have a quarter tank. Yeah, if I get to a quarter tank in that thing, I have to fill it up because the minute the the light comes on, it'll run out of gas. It's, yeah, it's, you have like yeah, there's no, no yeah, none. So, and I'm bad at running out of gas. You are. There's I, that's a whole podcast right there on the times I've say, ran out of gas. I'm, I'm horrible. Say, you are really bad about it. I suck at it. <laughs> I can't. I can't read a gas gauge to save my life, but. Um, so as long as I've got gas to run that, and it would be the same with a generator, you've got to have fuel for a generator. But as long as I've got that, um, I can keep the sump pump going and I can keep a refrigerator running. So I'm good there. Well, there you go. Now, something I would recommend to everybody, if there are, say, recipes or things that you normally look at on the internet and you want to read and you just take for granted that they're going to be there, maybe maybe print those out. Might be good. Yeah, maybe make a little notebook of some yeah. things like that, some survival tips and whatnot. Yeah, that that wouldn't hurt. The internet may be gone. Which would be great for our later. line of work. Yeah. People would quit demanding everything for free. That's true. 
But on the flip side, moochers. There goes this podcast for a little while. You know what? We'll still put it out, but we'll be the only ones that are able to hear it. I guess. Well, we'll just have a big backlog ready for when the internet finally comes back. Exactly. So, Well, this has been this week's Ask the Boys. If you have questions for us, feel free to send them over to us. We'll answer questions about pretty much anything. Um, Absolutely. Especially if we don't know the answers, we'll come up with something. But it's, it's kind of my claim to fame. Send it over through either cigarpulpit.com. Go over to the Contact the Pulpit page and submit your question there. Or you can always send us a direct message through Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit or at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. That one's my pitch. So what are you getting on the cigar, Jeff? I'm enjoying it. It's not bad. No, it's not a bad cigar at all. I mean, it's, you know, you got to smoke this on St. Patrick's Day. You just have to. Mm-hmm. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I will say, though. It's a flipping filthy hooligan, my it friend. It's not a very complex cigar. No. I'm, getting, I'm getting spice. But I haven't done a retro hail in a while. I'm down I'm almost half. I'm getting spice. but It's a long smoke, though. But for Like, the mo- it's not smoking fast on no, me. No, it's not. But for the most part, I'm not getting much more than maybe, like, some spice and some earthy flavors. <laughs> Boy, you know, wow. you're having a run of like uh, retrohales that you're coughing on yeah, here lately. Yeah, that one got me. Try it. This month, this I it has t- it has earlier. hints of gasoline. No, it's different now. Try it. I'm sorry, hints of what? Hints of gasoline. <laughs> that burned you? the nostrils. That's what you get for using all that butane on that cigar. Ah, I see what you did there. Try it. <coughs> Am I lying? <coughs> I don't get <coughs> gasoline. <coughs> What'd you get? Uh, more spice. Yeah. I'm just getting spice. Yeah. So. there's it's It's got flavor to it, but I'm not getting a lot off of just smoking it. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, I think it's one where the marketing sells it more than perhaps the actual oh, cigar. Oh, absolutely. This you is, know, this is this the is kind of cigar you want to show up at the party You show up at St. Patrick's with. Yep. Day with it. You have it, you know, once a year and you kind of move on with life. I mean, it's not bad, but it's... No, it's not a bad smoke. It's, it's not my favorite cigar ever, but it's not It's not bad. Well, I did want to touch on um, one thing before we get into the weekly giveaway here. We got a a bit of mail for the mail call. Ah. We haven't had a mail call we haven't had in a mail quite call. some time. People, if you want to send your letters to us, again, the Contact the Pulpit page, feel free to send us little notes. We'll read them. Mail call. So, coming out of the mail call this week, we have a letter from Polification. Now, Polification submitted some questions to us for last week's Ask the Boys. And so, Polification writes, Thanks for asking my burning questions, guys. Nick, I think deep down you might really enjoy smoking outside more than you think. You could really hear it when you describe smoking outside in Vegas. Living in Connecticut, I personally prefer to smoke outside and have a way better experience between taste and aroma especially if it's not a very windy day. I also go to brick-and-mortar shops as well, but I don't have great experiences in the same way of aroma from my stick. I'm smelling everyone else's cigars all mixed into one generic smell, and I don't like leaving a cigar lounge smelling like a smokestack, which unfortunately happens, and my fiancé can smell me from a mile away on my way home, lol. Keep it up, guys. Looking forward to the next episode drop. Stay smoky. Polification. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's funny. And he does make a valid point. He does. That, you know, I did point out 
when we answered his question about which we prefer, inside smoking or outside smoking, I pointed out that if I had to choose one and only one for the rest of my life, I would probably go inside because I do like to get the smell of my smoke to add to the, you know, experience of my cigar. Yeah. He does bring up a valid point that when there are a lot of guys in the lounge sitting and smoking, it does kind of become this hodgepodge of cigar smoke. But, I will tell you, you when, know, when I smoke in my Jeep or I go to a lounge and I come home, I've pretty much gotten the habit now of just stripping down on the back deck, which isn't a big deal at night. But when the neighbors and all their kids are out during the day, it becomes an issue. I mean, <laughs> but if I walk in, Kristen's like, oh, my God, you stink. Yeah, you know, I get that a lot. I've had that problem myself. And sometimes even when I haven't smoked. <laughs> I said that to you when you got here today. <laughs> you bastard. Now, granted, you know, I was going to say I was I had the walking farts. And I was going to say you crop dusted the whole freaking <laughs> patio. But anyway, and it just like made a beeline for Nick's nostril. It was great right there. Just assaulted oh. the senses. <laughs> I'm glad this is the last cast. Oh, Lord. It is not the last <laughs> cast. We never come back from this. It's not the last cast. It's the apocalypse, man. Yeah, we'll be fine. The, 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 the angel has broken the fourth seal at this point. We're committed. Mm. That was a Revelations reference. You get that? My son, you need to keep the faith. Pastor Barnaby. There will be many more cigars smoked in the future. (laughs) This is not your last stick, my son. Keep that in mind. That's what we need. We need the Four Horsemen cigar to smoke for, you know, the apocalypse. Is there a Four Horsemen cigar? I don't know. There ought to be. There should be. There should be. We should make that happen. Ooh, we should name. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's what we ought to do. We ought to determine... (laughs) The four horsemen. When the end of the world is, and then the four horsemen cigars. Namely, like, what cigars are our personal four horsemen of the apocalypse? Well, I'm sure that tricky track is up there somewhere (laughs) from my monthly this month. Well, that just kicked your butt. God, that was brutal. And then the other one rocked me back, too. What was that? That was the The uh, diesel diesel, 10th anniversary, yeah. Well, and there's still two more to go out of that box. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of my monthly cigars, it is a premium cigar subscription service where you can have boxes shipped to your house every month for as long as the world is still around. <laughs> and you can uh, get them in a variety of sizes. We get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. However, they do have the Presidente box, which is eight cigars for $50. Now, as I pointed out earlier, that cigar or that box has um, two of each of the cigars from the Robusto box. Which, as Jeff points out, is good for hoarding. Amen. And but it's also good for sharing with you know buddies or your dad or your brother or something like that when you're sitting out and smoking. So everybody you know, can suck it. I'm keeping them. Something to consider. But anyway, if you use offer code pulpit p u l p i t, that will get you twenty percent off in their online store. But it will also get you free shipping on your first box. Yay! So their online store has uh, cigars and various other items that you can pick up. And they also have an MSRP guarantee on the box, which basically states that the MSRP of the cigars in the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. I think this month was, what, $38, $39? Give or take. Last month was 42 I think. Yeah. If we have correct. They're $30 buys. So the best way of looking at it is basically you're buying three, getting one free. Amen. Kind of right now. There you so, go. Yeah. So uh, while we're on that subject, how do people reach out to us on the socials? We are available on what subject were we on that made it a good segue to go to the socials? I, I just go with it. <laughs> anyway, we're on Instagram <laughs> at the cigar pulpit, as well as at naked gator, N E K K I D gator. 
We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you can always reach out to us through CigarPulpit.com. Now, that being said, people need to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Nick has produced the first one. And the reason they need to it. sign up. I sent it to you, you, you need jerk. You to send it to me again. because it's, it's been out for like oh, two weeks it now. It got lost in the mail, <sighs> in the email. Anyway, is it in your junk? I'm going to have to check, actually. It, it may have spammed out. Spam. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, you can sign up for our free uh, monthly newsletter over at CigarPulpit.com. And when you do that, you get entered into our weekly giveaways. And so it is now time to name our weekly giveaway winner. Look at that segue. Yes. So we give away stuff every Tuesday. So this week we are giving away another Martinez cigar prize pack because it is march which means it's martinez madness that's right and, and guys so seriously if you haven't smoked these sticks martinez cigars is quality. a great little boutique out of new york city they're making some fantastic cigars and we love them and they were gracious enough to provide us with cigars to share with our listeners and so this week's listener that will receive some free cigars from martinez is Oh, I'm going to butcher this name. Uh-oh. All right. Noah Zelesnik. Zelesnik? Zelesnik. Noah Zelesnik. If you're even close to that, reach out to Yeah, us. let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> How do you spell it? Uh, Z-E-L-E-Z-N-I-K. There you go. Z- Noah Zelesnik. You are the winner of the uh, Martinez pack for this week. So all you got to do is just shoot me an email at nick at cigarpulpit.com. That's N-I-C-K at cigarpulpit.com. And just tell me I'm the winner and here's my shipping address and I will get those cigars dropped in the mail to you. And all we ask is that you just take a picture of yourself with the cigars and just post it somewhere or share it with me somewhere that, that we can share it and show everybody that we're actually sending this stuff out. Yeah, if you're friends, if with, you're Noah, friends with Noah, be sure to reach out, tell him he needs to listen to this cast and get a hold of us. Assuming you don't want to miss out right now, you don't want to miss out on these. No, sticks. you definitely don't. No, these are good cigars, man. Yeah, and Jeremy Corbin did reach out to me, so we'll be getting uh, Jeremy's. Actually, Jeremy's cigar should be in the mail now, so we're awesome. good there. So everybody, uh, everybody's good. So good stuff. So what are you getting on your uh, filthy hooligan there? We're smoking for St. Patty's Day. I'm still getting spice. Yep. I am getting a little earthy kind of tone. a little pepper now. I'm about half, I'm a little over halfway. It's spice. It, well, and that's what I'm saying. When I say spice, I don't mean like um, cooking spice at this point. When I say spice, You're I You're not mean, talking about nutmeg no, and all spice. No, I'm yeah. talking pepper at this yeah. point. Yeah. This is definitely turning into like a uh, a peppery kind of cigar. So Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. It's just, like I said, it's just a unique smoke. It's a novelty cigar is the way I look at it. Yeah, because I don't know if I see myself smoking a Filthy Hooligan on, like, Cinco de Mayo, for Let's example. Let's be honest. We've had these for a year. Well, it's true. And we didn't and smoke we them didn't smoke all them. We held on to them. So. But they aged up nicely. They did. Now, I will say, you were pointing out earlier with barber poles about how sometimes they come a little <coughs> unraveled. Yeah. So I'm sitting here, and I'm looking... And the darker tobacco of the two, it is somewhat popping on me. See, I'm not having that. But I'm down to like probably about the final third. Yeah, you're, you're so, for once, you're further along than I am. Well, yeah. That's weird. I mean, That's not normal. You've been ranting, I've been about ranting and raving and, and the yeah. end of the world and everything else at this point. So True. It's, it's all over but the crying. Me, giving me time to actually smoke. So, 
You know, that's something that I'd like oh the listeners Lord. to do. <laughs> I would like anybody listening, reach out and tell us how you've prepared for this apocalyptic you know, nightmare that we're living through right now. That would be interesting to know. It would be. So what is your cigar that you have stocked up on and prepped for, and what else are you doing to survive through this debacle? Okay. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear that. And while you're at it, I have a couple of other, or one other note that I want to ask all of you. And uh, I would appreciate if, you know, you could just reach out and tell me. So I've been thinking about this. So Jeff and I have been talking. Jeff has a bit of a uh, issue with his businesses. And there's a very real possibility here soon that Jeff's going to have to scale back to one episode a week. So he would be on the Friday shows with me. It's a, it's a staffing issue, just so everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. A little bit podcast. on the last podcast. And so, but it's going to take up a cons- uh, considerable amount of my time. And so what would happen is he would scale back to Fridays, and then we would pre-record the Ask the Boys segment so that he could be involved with that. But then Tuesdays, I would, I, I've got a couple people in mind that I'm going to reach out to to some see about. Some guest hosts. You know, get some guest hosts and things like that. And I've been trying to scale back to once a week anyway. You have so, been. But, this, this but now you kinda, actually have a legitimate reason yeah, this other than you just my being hand. a lazy ass and mm-hmm. not want to get out of bed. But anyway, so with that, Jeff's, you know, possibly going to be scaling back. And so one thing that I wanted to throw out to everybody was... Right now, we're releasing two days a week. We're releasing on Tuesday, and we're releasing on Friday. And give or take, they're about an hour long, sometimes a little longer. but Up to but two. A, but about an hour long episode um, twice a week. And what I'm curious about is rather than do two different hour long episodes, would you prefer? Open to. Would you prefer or, w- or how, you know, would it be preferable to doing one like two hour long episode for Fridays instead of, you know, doing two one hour episodes, you know, as you, as our listeners, I'm curious to know uh, how that would impact your listening habits with, you know, is two hours just too long for you? Um, Hell is an hour just too long. Well, our one two hour cast is one of our top. And that's true. And that's true. But I don't want to force that if, you know, I mean, I know the Cigar Authority goes two hours every week, you know, but that's on Saturday and whatever else, and they've been doing it forever, so yeah. people are kind of used to it. And I just, I'm just curious if we would have people not thrilled with the prospect of receiving one two-hour-long episode versus two-hour-long episodes. So just drop me a line. Let me know, you know, hey. Um, Give us some I, feedback. I like things the way they are, and we're good with guest hosts every once in a while, or... Um, you know, we, uh, we would prefer, um, one longer episode that has both of you instead, you know, just kind of, just kind of keep me, you know, give me some feedback. I'd appreciate that. Basically tell Nick, if you want to hear less of me, I mean, I guess that's one way of (laughs) looking at it. Yeah. That's You were being more kind and gentle. I actually wasn't thinking that, but okay. (laughs) It's all I heard. Anyway. But yeah, it's just the logistics of getting together, and not that I don't like hanging out with you, but the logistics right now with some of my staffing issues, and with, again, the apocalypse and how we're going to handle keeping our offices open, and it, it's just going, it's going to take all the air out of the room for me, in all seriousness, and it's one of those things where I'm going to have to scale back to once a week. So, I just need to know from you folks how you would prefer us to go about that. At, at least for the time being. Yeah. That doesn't mean... A month or two months from now when things finally 
you know, heaven help us calm down, that, you know, I wouldn't be able to come back to twice a week. Or it's, twice, yeah. Yeah. But for right now, just how would you prefer things to roll? So, How do you want to consume the cigar pulpit? Yeah. Yeah. That's essentially what we're asking. It's exactly. I, I, I was crystallizing your thoughts eloquently. I was also trying to think if there was some sort of, like, hidden joke in there that I was missing. Because no. you do that to me sometimes. I do. And it's fun to watch you so, hamster get on yeah, the wheel and the start turning. hamster gets on the wheel and just starts <laughs> running and eventually falls off with a heart attack. I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Anyway, so... <laughs> That's always fun, by the way, when I watch you just melt down. <laughs> well, final thoughts here. Did we do final thoughts? We haven't done final we haven't thoughts. Done final thoughts, no. Final thoughts. I like the I like the filthy hooligan. I would smoke this again. It's not a bad cigar. It's not my favorite Alec Bradley, but it's a good cigar. I agree. Um, I do. There are other cigars in the Alec Bradley line that are more complex, have more flavors, and maybe have a little bit more going on for them than the filthy hooligan. But. Um, this is I, not my first Phil the Hooligan, though. I've had these before. I, well, okay, then. Yeah. I have not. But I, uh, with that said, no, this is not a bad cigar by any means. It's um, it's just kind of a little more simplistic than perhaps I would prefer. Yeah. But it is it is peppery. It does have that kind of earthy tone to it um, a little bit, and it's not a bad stick. Nope, not at all. Well, Nick, it's been an effort. It has indeed. Well, We're powering through the corona, people. I was going to say... As long as the world doesn't end, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. Stay smoky, everybody.